Podcast Network Asia. Welcome to the very first episode of the Great Connections Podcast. My name is Chloe. Join me as we get to know the stories of overseas Filipinos and listen in on what it's like to make a living in a new country away from home. The Great Connections Podcast, brought to you by the free B app. Descarteng Pinoy, Descarteng Freebie. For our very first episode, we invited someone who is known for advocating the rights of OFWs. She is an educator, manager, international public speaker, researcher, author, and so much more. In the last 20 years, she has spoken to countless overseas Filipino workers, their families, and children, not only in the Philippines, but also in South Korea through her lectures, seminars, and workshops. Her efforts in promoting the welfare of the OFWs were recognized when she was awarded as one of the 2010 Outstanding Filipino Overseas Banaag category given by the Commission on Filipinos Overseas. Please welcome to the show, Professor Emily Dulig de Colen. Ma'am Ems, how are you? Kamusta po kayo? Good morning. Mabuti naman. Thanks for the invitation. <laughs> well, like I said, we're very blessed and talaga namang honored kami to have you on the episode today because this is going to be a very meaningful and fruitful discussion. Makakwentuhan din natin ngayon sa ating podcast. Okay, so... I gave a quick introduction a while ago on your career as a public servant mm-hmm. and advocate for OFWs. And uh, ako, I'm sure that bar- we've just barely scratched the surface. We want to get to know you more, of course, uh, for, for the sa- sake of our listeners as well, para mas makilala namin or matutunan natin yung the, the work that you do and your advocacy and how it all started for you. How did you get into advocating for OFWs like myself? Um, now, where and how did your passion for advocating for OFWs uh, welfare begin? Mm-mm. Well, once upon a time, <laughs> that's too long. No? Let's go to the very beginning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, in 2004, no? I had a scholarship, a research scholarship by the Korea Foundation for Advanced Studies. At that time, I was still connected with Colea de San Juan de la Cran Calamba no, here in the Philippines. I was the dean of the graduate school. So I was looking for an opportunity to, to learn more no, for my postdoctorate. So I applied for a scholarship in South Korea. So then 2000, that was 2004, 2005. No? But since I was only doing research, wala akong ginawa kundi magbasa and all. So, andun yung, ito na, ito na yung struggle ng isang OFW, no? Yung homesickness, you really miss home, you miss your family, etc. So, I made myself busy by volunteering no, at the Filipino Migrant Center. And my free time, no, were spent in volunteering like... I did counseling for the Filipinas married to South Korean South Koreans. Uh, exposed ako sa mga problema nila, struggles mm. nila, and even the Filipino workers there. So I I got to take care of the kids of the Filipinas who ran away from their Korean husbands, 
mga nabubuntis dadaling ko sa ospital, mga ganon, no? lahat ng klase. So that's how my passion for OFW advocacy started or began. Mm-hmm. No? And then every time naman I get to come home to the Philippines until now, I get to meet the families of OFWs. So I am involved now with OWA, especially with Region 4A in educating the children mm-hmm. of the OFW, especially the OF, uh, the scholars. No? Ito yung mga scholars na anak ng mga OFW. So, alam mo yon, parang hindi naputol when I left Korea. I, I lived in Korea for like 12 years. Wow. Bless your heart, Ma'am Ems. Now, I want to ask you, um, sa dinami-dami ng iyong na-experience in your 12 years of serving, um, meron ka bang one memorable highlight in your in your career that you would like to share with us? What would that one memorable highlight in your career be? Yes, one memorable highlight, uh, number one siguro is while listening to the problems of the OFWs, I myself was healed. Kumbaga parang uh, wounded healer, parang ganyan. Siyempre may May sarili ka ding hanash sa buhay, Uh-oh. may mga binadala ka din, uh, minsan hindi nila alam, yung very close to you, they know it. Pero alam mo yun, without them knowing exactly what you're going through, listening to them, helping them, is a healing process at the same time. So yun, personally, I was uh, healed no? by uh, serving the people in South Korea, especially the Filipinos. Number two, May mga bagay akong nagawa na hindi ko magagawa if I were in the Philippines or nagtuturo ako. I was able to write and publish two books, two inspirational books, and that's a product of my reflection and experiences no? that's amazing. with the Philippines. Oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. And these two books were launched in South Korea. The other book has a Korean version. I asked one of my friends to, to, to translate it for me. So yon parang it's a legacy that I you know, what, that I leave to the Filipinos there. At the same time, until now, no, with the things that I do here in the Philippines, I still get to use those books that I've written. Parang alam mo yon, I was able to document you no know, my 12-year experience in South Korea through the books you know, that I have written. And syempre, the relationships that I have established with the people there na Feeling ko naman in one way or the other na uh, I was able to touch their lives. Yeah. Not only their lives, but also their families here in the Philippines because there were a lot of times when I come home for vacation and it made it a point to meet some of their family members and tell them exactly what's going on with their loved one in, in, in abroad na hindi ganun kadali ang kumita ng pera, na... Uh, lalo yung amaya din siguro baka matouch natin yun. Especially, yung, ito yung so- social cost of migration na sinasabi nila na isang resulta talaga is the breakdown of the family. So, alam mo yung para kang liaison na mm-hmm. o oh, oh, mo doon kasi walang trabaho kaya wala siyang maipagdala sa'yo. Alam mo yun, no, nagiging bridge ka no? in put, yun, in keeping the family intact. No? Yun yung mga bagay na hindi hindi ko talaga the great connections podcast brought to you by the freebie app discarding pinoy discarding freebie and i love that you also started talking about uh, the very fiber of the society the basic unit yung family and uh totoo yon uh, ma'am ems yung sometimes 
you need a third person perspective like uh, an outsider looking in para ma-explain sa pamilya sa Pilipinas mm-hmm. o uh, kung whether they're in the city or in the province para lang mas mas ma- maintindihan nila yung clear picture of how it is to be living and working abroad na away from your family. Mm-hmm. So before we talk about the situation of OFWs on a national level, ayan na. Let's talk about it at the family level since um mm-hmm. nabanggit na natin siya. Let's say one parent leaves for another country. Ano po yung may advice ninyo for the couple so that they can still be deliberate and involved parents that's despite the scenario mm-hmm. na yung isang isang magulang would have to go abroad to to work leaving everyone mm-hmm. else behind I think number one that they have to consider is that it is a decision that they've both made and if the kids are mature enough to understand the situation, I think the children have to be involved in the decision-making process, whether the dad or the mom has to leave the country. Kasi ano yan eh, talagang malaking, malaking turning point ng buhay nila na mawawalang isang miyembro ng oh, oh. Uh, kanilang papi. That's number one. It should be a decision no, of everybody. Number two, they have to set their goals. Ito ay hindi lang goal nung uh, aalis na miyembro ng pamilya kundi mi- goal ng mag-asawa no mm-hmm. what exactly do you want no kasama din dun yung how long exactly do you want me to be abroad no yes kasi yung plano nila yung yun na siguro yung kulang sa pre-departure orientation natin sa pidos, pidos so. natin. <laughs> oo walang planning na nangyayari hindi involved ang ilang miyembro ng pamilya mm-hmm. no uh, kasi yun yung natutunan ko eh. Everything has to be very clear. Even to the children, may paliwanag sa kanila na aalis ang isa sa amin, no? At maghahanap buhay para sa inyo, na yung kikitain ay hindi pupulutin lamang. Maganda na at the very beginning, before the OFW parent leaves, may ingrain na sa isip ng mga anak na kailangan namin pangalagaan ito, no? So yun, again, as I said, it's a decision of the family. Number two, set your goals. What exactly do you want? Pero, Realistic yung goals. Alam mo sa mga Pinoy no, na nakasama ko sa South Korea, ang nagiging problema kasi is uh, yung goals nila or yung vision nila of their family of what's going to happen to them is not in congruence with the resources that they get, that they're getting, plus mm-hmm. the term of stay in, the, in that particular country. Wala eh, hindi hindi realistic eh kasi magpapatayo ng worth limang million na bahay. Oo, hanggat kumikita, ganyan, hanggat maganda ang sweldo, dyan ka muna, para ganun. Eh, hindi, paano yung sustainability? Right. Usually, kunyari, sa South Korea, uh, originally, nung wala pa yung EPS program, ang kontrata lang ay maximum of three years. So, dapat, yung plano ninyong mag-asawa, it's within the... Span lang ng three years na yan, no? Kung pag-aaral ng mga bata, pag-aaral, fine. Mm-mm. Huwag ka munang magpatayo ng pagkalaki-laking bahay na pag-uwi mo, hindi pa, wala pang palitada. Oo, oh, oh, kulang-kulang pa. Kulang pa. At saka syempre, may taxes din yun, Ma'am Ems. Of course, may taxes din yun. Yan yung ibig ko sabihin. Be realistic with your goals. Pag-usapan ninyo, i-prioritize. Ano bang priority natin? Pag-aaral ng mga bata o pagkakaroon ng bahay, pagkakaroon ng sasakyan o pagkakaroon ng negosyo. So, dapat lahat yon. At yun nga, nakakalimutan kasi natin minsan sa pagpaplano, yung budget. 
eh magkano kunyari lang a factory worker in South Korea earns as much as let's say 50k a month o sabi mm-hmm. nila o parang ano sweldo na yan ng manager ng bank which is true oo oh, oh. malaki malaki ang ano kasi nga ang malaki kung malaki din yung conversion no so 50,000 so saan ba papupunta yung 50,000 ayun yung kulang pag-usapan niyo muna bago pa man siya umalis. No? Hindi yung nakaalis na siya, tsaka ka yung magbabudget, dun ngayon magsisimula yung conflict. Kasi syempre si misis, kunyari, si misis ang naiwan, edi hingi ng hingi. <laughs> Kasi Oo. kulang at kulang. OFW naman, hirap din sa pagkatrabaho. Andyan na yung mga problema na Do kasi naman yung misis ko bago pa ako kumustahin. Oh, kulang kailan ka, di ba? <laughs> Padala ka na ba ng remittance? Oo, siyempre si kuya, napagod na pagod, dumating si ate, eto na ngayon. Another conflict is, nagkakaroon ng dual families. Kasi, siyempre, human as we are, sabi nga nila, naghahanap ka ng kalinga, etc. So, pag si ate lumapit kay kuya, hayan na, yun yung lo- lagi kong joke sa kanila na, ay, nako, kayo talaga, oh, kuya, pawis ka na, ganyan, ganyan. Ayun, so na, alam mo 'yon, nawawala sa <laughs> nawawala sa direction. Natatawa ako, Ma'am Ems, kasi this is all a reality, not it's and your this is your basic you're basing it off your your um observations of South Korea after so many years of of uh working closely and speaking directly to migrant workers ha? pero sa Middle East, this resonates so truly. This is so It's true. It is a phenomenon. Dual families, yung breakdown ng ng uh, relationship because of money kasi hindi nila naintindihan yung nagkaroon ba ng communication ano, ng ng gap dun sa pagko-communicate kung magkano ba ang kinikita versus magkano ang gagastusin mo at kung gaano mo gustong palakihin ang bahay mo sa probinsya and all that mag mag-start ng business. It is so true. Kaya ako ay encourage the parents or kahit sino yung nasa abroad na to keep the, con- the uh, communication constant. Eh, mas madali nga ngayon because we have none. Ang dami because of technology, no? Unlike in 2004, nung first time kong mag-abroad, wala pang, wala pang calls noon na free. Alam mo yung, walang ganito, yung alam mo yung phone card na binibili mo ng 10 dollars which na mayat maya napuputol na nauubos na yung card mo hindi pa rin kayo magkarinigan and that's more expensive no imagine na ko noon at the end of the month kita mo yung ganyan kakapal na cards na 10 dollars each magkano yun manghihinayan ka talaga but you see communication is very important you have to keep the communication lines open na parang you make yourself uh, felt pa rin, even if you're absent in the family. Right. So, mm-hmm. if you are going to be a, an OFW or one of the parents will eventually fly abroad para magtrabaho, again, what I learned in this in this, um, in this this part of the interview, Ma'am Ems, kailangan talaga mag-set kayo ng goals. Um mm-hmm among the i mean among uh, the family members and especially with your partners so clear goals you also have to uh, properly plan yan you budget prioritize and uh, i guess my the third key here is to 
constantly communicate kasi napaka-importante niyan hindi lang sa pamilya okay. of course and uh, to to be deliberately involved in in each other's lives as a family and uh, to this day despite the technology admittedly meron pa rin tayong struggles na ganyan basta may OFW sa pamilya malayo sa pamilya now speaking of family uh, ma'am Ems there's also this trend uh, na sinasabi nila mostly yung mommy yung uh, wife ang umaalis they end up becoming the OFWs and maaring hindi si daddy mag-houseband ganyan maaring ganun ang nangyayari mm-hmm. or while he's holding a job he also tends to the family ano po yung take ninyo doon do you agree with that logic kasi sasabihin ng ng wife na i'm doing this for the family kasi yung asawa ko walang tibay ng loob and apparently mm-hmm. okay. ako, ako yung ako yung may ganong uh, 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 pan, uh, ako yung may ganong karakteristik na mas kakayanin ko uh, than my husband. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. What, what's your take on that? Uh-uh. My take on that is parehas naman kayo dapat matibay ang loob eh. Kasi magkaibang klase ng struggles ang inyong susuungin. No? Mm-hmm. Although siguro dahil ang pagkakaiba lang siguro is ikaw na naiwan dito sa Philippines, you still have your family to be with. So, mm-hmm. nakaka-lesson yun ng homesickness. Unlike kapag ikaw yung nasa abroad, wala kang kapamilya. Siguro in that aspect, oo, magkaiba sila. Pero kahit yung maiiwan dito sa Philippines, kailangan din ng tibay ng loob. Kailangan din ng lakas ng loob. Bakit? Kasi nga, dual roles ka na eh. Kung housebound ka, housewife ka na rin at the same time. Ganun right. yun. So, isa rin yan sa mga bagay na kailangan pag-usapan. Yung maiiwan dito sa Philippines, be the husband or the wife, are you ready to embrace no, the roles, the duties and responsibilities na maiiwan nung OFW partner na aalis? Hindi pwedeng aalis ka, tapos the same thing pa rin, tatay pa rin ako. Yung pagiging nanay, e bahala na. Hindi pwede yun, no? Dapat, kasama yun. No? Kasama yun sa ipagpaplano ninyong dalawa at kasama yun sa i-embrace mo as a responsibility. No? So, sa akin, parang hindi, well, hindi valid yung kasi mas matibay ang loob ko kaya ako aalis. Mm-mm. Hindi eh. Kasi dapat yung, dapat yung maiiwan din. Dapat matibay din ang loob. Magkaibang klaseng problema nga lang ang kanilang haharapin but it's just the same thing. Kailangan nila ng tibay ng loob. Pareha sila. Ito mm-hmm. Ma'am Ems, for instance, yung part sa, sa, sa couple, di ba? Sabihin na lang natin mm-hmm. na pareho silang capable of becoming OFWs. Meron ba ditong dapat nagde-decide who stays or who goes? May ganun ba? Okay. Again, balikan ko yung sinabi ko kanina, that also depends on their priorities. And syempre, yung demand ng country na pupuntahan nila. no? Kasi, ano eh, may... Depende sa host country, yung tawag natin, depende sa host country kung ano ang mas kailangan, babae ba o lalaki. No? Mm-hmm. So kung ang demand dun sa country na pupuntahan ay lalaki at dun ang availability of work, I think it's the husband who should live. Kung sa kunyari naman ay Hong Kong or uh, ano pa ba, Singapore for example, I think no, mas ano ang mga kababaihan, so doon pupunta. Yung, yung babae ang aalis. But then again, sabi ko nga, kung ang priority, kasi marami ng mga researches na ginagawa na in terms of academic performance daw ng mga OFW kids, mas mataas daw ang achievement, ang performance, academic performance kapag yung mother ang nandun. So kung ang priority ay ang mga bata dahil malilit pa sila, mm-hmm. I think it should be the mother. 
Pero kung ang priority ay magpatayo na ng bahay kasi settled na yung mga bata, I think it's it's the father who should leave kasi pupunta siya sa bansa na mas may kailangan dun sa services na pwede niyang ibigay. no So parang Correct. case-to-case basis din yan eh. Case-to-case basis talaga. And again, babalikan ko yung sinabi ko kanina, silang dalawa talaga magde-decision. Somebody mm-hmm. has to to give in kung sino ang aalis or sino ang magstay. And is it also kind of like a case-to-case basis din po ba um, based on your vast experience on the topics of OFW and labor? Mas madali bang to get a job abroad if you are a man or a woman or basis sa observation po ninyo? Uh, or depende sa host country. Um, depende sa host country. Oh, oh. Like for example, sa South Korea, mas malaki ang demand ng mga lalaki kaysa sa babae. Ay, okay. Oh, oh. So, kasi nga ang South Korea ang labor talaga ang labor uh, demand talaga is for the skilled work yung sabi nilang 3Ds no the difficult dirty and the dangerous so ito yung mga manufacturing companies right. ganyan so wala masyadong demand for household workers kunyari like for example Hong Kong so magkaiba yung nature nung, nung yung demand nga nung host country has it been the same trend since uh, back in the early 2000s for South Korea? Yes, I think so, no? Kasi hindi pa nababago ang kanilang batas eh, no? Ganun pa rin. In fact, they continue to recruit, no? Filipino workers at mas malaki mas malaki talaga yung bahagdan or percentage ng mga kalalakihan. Uh-oh. Wow. Well, I don't know with other countries. Uh-oh. Thank you for for that insight, Ma'am Ems, and you know for for a look at um Iko ano yung employment then uh, particularly in South Korea but from talking about an OFW on a family level kasi ang dami nating na coverage sa based on sa kwento mo let's now jump to the national level in your expert opinion ano yung or what can the national government do more to help OFWs everywhere simulan natin dun sa nabanggit mo yan kanina um, yung pre-departure orientation seminar yan kasi kailangan mas maintindihan ng mga OFWs kung ano yung kinakaharap nila and what's what is the future going to be like when they leave aside from that yeah. sa palagay mo ano pa yung pwede nating magawa at national level from the national level, being an educator, ito yung pag, the educator in me. No? Parang gusto ko silang gawan ng curriculum. Ay, gusto ko <laughs> rin yan. <laughs> o, diba? Na it should be holistic eh. Kasi I have never attended a PIDOS actually. Kasi ngayong entry ko sa Korea is uh, a researcher. No? Pero later on, nung nag-change ako, sabi, ay hindi, wave na yung PIDOS mo kasi ganyan. Pero I heard from the workers themselves na ang laman ng PIDOS ay anong bangko, <laughs> Anong bangko? Very, fu- very fundamental, ma'am Ems. Yes, oo. No, ito yung ganyan. So, very basic. No, wala yung culture. For example, na, kailangan pag-aralan mo yung kultura muna bago ka pumunta doon. So, good thing naman sa so South Korea, they I think they now require level 1 at least of the Korean language for them to understand the culture itself. No, Pangalawa, Yun, so from the national level, sana yun yung medyo mabigyan ng input. At sabi ko nga, siguro ito yung more uh, a holistic perspective din na uh, sana even the families themselves are given pidos. Mm-hmm. Kasama, oo. Oo, kasama. Kasi doon na po papasok yung financial management, financial literacy, how will you take care of the resources or the money no that will be sent to you, yung remittance na. Yun, kasi yung proper spending, saan ilalagak yung pera. Kasi minsan, 
maling investments din naman ginagamit mm-hmm. no yung yung pera na pinapadala only to find out pag uwi ng OFW eto isang kaibigan ko sabi niya Dok, pag-uwi ko, hinahanap ko yung nara na, na dining set. Wala ang dining set. Nasaan ang sari-sari store? Wala ang sari-sari store. Oh my goodness. Diba? Na pinaghirapan niya yun. Na, alam niya, he was expecting na. Yun, ibig sabihin yun. So, yun yung from the the uh, from the higher ups na ito dapat, it should be in place. Ngayon kasi may mga ongoing financial literacy programs to families so OFWs. Ito yung sinasabi nila na OFW family circles. So, mm-hmm. inaano na rin sila. Ina- uh, inorganize na rin naman sila. Kaya lang sa akin, parang too late the hero. Kasi, gina- inorganize yung OFW families kapag pauwi na. Ito yung tinatawag na reintegration program. Right. No? The OFW abroad is being prepared no? to that time na reintegrate na siya sa family niya. Ito namang family ng OFW sa Philippines, dapat i-prepare din kasi alam mo kung bakit. Yung OFW, nagde-decide na mag-extend ng mag-extend ng contract or worse is mag-TNT is because ito yung demand ng family. Kasi nga, hindi sila naihanda. Katulad nung sinabi ko kanina, 50,000 pesos a month ang sweldo eh. 5 million worth yung bahay. So talagang may mismatch. Right. No? So dapat doon pa lang sa pre-departure, alam na ng buong pamilya kung anong mangyayari. Ito yung role ng bawat isa. Pangalawa is, yung siguro mas malinaw yung terms and conditions ng host country bago pa pumirma si OFW. Kasi yung iba, sa totoo lang, hindi na makahindi kasi naibenta na yung kalabaw, mm-hmm. naisadla na yung ganito property kasi kailangan pambili ng ticket. Wala na. Nung malaman niya na, agad ah, ito pala yung magiging sitwasyon ko abroad, wala na, hindi na makahindi eh. Kasi ang dami na niyang babayaran. Normally, ito I'm talking about skilled workers. Kasi iba naman yung case ng ating mga migrant workers talaga. Correct. Yung, yung permanent migrants. Yung permanent migrants, iba yung sitwasyon nila eh. Dito sa skilled workers. Ang skilled workers, maximum, let's say, five years. no So dapat, within that span of five years, ito lang yung plano natin. No? Not unless yun nga, magiging permanent migrant ka, okay lang yun. No? Correct. Pero yun, apat yung pamahalaan natin ay hindi yung stopgap. Like katulad na yun. Ang daming mga programa na uh, livelihood program, pautangin ni Landbank, magkakaroon ng ganitong negosyo. Eh, huli na. Kasi mm-hmm. na, nandito na si OFW eh. Sana bago, paalis pa lang siya, alam na niya kung saan papunta yung pera niya para habang nandun siya panatag din yung isip niya, hindi ngayon magka-conflict sa family, nahingi ng hingi si wifey, padala ng padala si, na hindi na nil- alam mo sa totoo lang, ito pang problema, no? Exposed din ako dun sa, dahil walang maipadala sa pamilya, ayaw sumama ang loob ng tatay, ng nanay, ng mga kapatid, kasi, wala ako, ako na lahat ng, mangungutang. Mangungutang. Oh. Oh, Yung iba nga isasanla yung passport, which is maling-mali. Sabi na, eh, masama yan. Pero alam mo, minsan kapit sa patalim ka ni. Oh. Hindi alam ng family dito na yung sinturon nila, nagpapang-abot na lang din. Correct. Siyempre, ayaw. Ilang sumama yung loob ng tao dito sa Philippines, hindi nila sasabihin yung, yung totoong nangyayari. So, yun. Going back to the question, sorry. So, yun. From the national level, sana in place yun. In place ang mga reintegration programs, no? Huwag yung stopgap measure lang. And syempre, pinaka-ideal yung sana makapag-provide ng hanap buhay dito sa Philippines. Kapag ka-uwi. Yun yun. Oo, pag ka-uwi. Kasi isa sa yan sa mga nahihirapan sila kasi they cannot decide to come home kasi sabi nila, pero paano trabaho namin? 
kung hindi kami magnegosyo, saan kami papasok? Mm-mm. Eh, hindi naman kami tapos. No? Karamihan, hindi naman graduate. At saka, hindi na kami tatanggapin. Unang-una, may edad na sila. Alam mo yan, isa pang nakakalungkot. Uuwi, may edad na. Physically, hindi na kayang magtrabaho kasi pinaaral yung mga pamangkin. May mga pamangkin naman, walang utang na loob. So, bak talaga? Ito yung phenomenon, yung rags to riches to rags talaga. Oo. As in rags. Oo. Tsaka hindi lang yung ano, hindi lang yung ano, Ma'am MC, yung uh, nag-provide ka ng sa pamilya mo, extended family, for so many years. Ito yung tinatawag natin na na-experience ng OFW, yung, yung pagiging ATM, yung cash cow. Yun nga. And then, yeah. uuwi sila hoping, alam mo yon na nangangarap na pagdating ng panahon, sila naman yung aalagaan. Pero the truth is, the reality is, it doesn't happen all the time, 100% of the time. Maswerte ka kung may mag-aaruga sa'yo pag ikaw yung matanda na at hindi na makapagtrabaho. And it's sad, but you know, listening to you and hearing your vision from uh, a purely educator's perspective, ang ganda ng vision! <laughs> I wish, I diba? wish I can. <laughs> oh, oh, yung may sulat mo yung curriculum na yan, may sulat yung uh, ano, parang, parang thesis, di ba? Pero it's, uh, at tayo naman, ho- very hopeful tayo na sana pagdating na panahon, a, vi- a vision such as yours could possibly happen mm-hmm. for OFWs para sabi mo nga, hindi lang tayo stopgap, hindi band-aid solution. Pero on the get-go, may plano ka, suplementa lahat, hanggang makauwi yung OFW for that thing called reintegration to society. And hopefully, somebody would be able to look after them pag sila naman yung ano na, matanda at uh, ano na, mahina. Um, now, pag-usapan naman natin, eh, kasi national level tayo kanina, how about the private sector? What can the private sector do to help OFWs? Um, ano sa palagay mo, Ma'am MC, yung pwedeng magawa ng general public? Like, um, like siguro, mga um, kababayan na lang natin, uh, to, I guess, push for the rights of the Filipinos abroad para, ano ba, how can we use our voice para matulungan yung mga OFWs? Yeah, I think one thing that we could do in the private sector is to support the programs also that that the government is offering them, no? Help them for example, you know, in their livelihood programs. If we could uh join in the skills development, no? There are a lot of NGOs doing that right now, no? That they train the families here in the Philippines, no, with like a business, uh come up with their own livelihood programs, cooperatives, mm-hmm. no? In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, no, I was uh, part of a committee in, uh, uh, how do you call this, uh, evaluating a stud, uh, proposal no, Mm-mm. to be funded by uh, OWA no, for their livelihood program so that when the OFW family comes home, yun nga, may uuwian siya kahit papano nag-roll no, yung, yung pera na pinapadala niya. So, we can help them. Skills development, education, that's one. No? Right. It's like what I'm doing. No? I go, I visit several OFW circles here in uh, Region 4A, no? giving malit. Kasi they have their own groups and organizations, no? like leadership trainings, no? what else? Trainings on bookkeeping, mga ganun lang. Communication, how hmm. to how to grow no, in terms of your organization, how do you invest your money, mga tipong ganon. I think the private sector can help in that way. No? Just support what the government is uh, ano, uh, offering no, to these OFWs abroad and of course their families. Yeah. And for big corporations, sana more CSR, more corporate social uh-huh. responsibility geared towards supporting OFWs. Kasi kailangan nila That's ng right. tulong. Ah, 
happy. I hope they can share their resources. No, to the Oo. OFW. Oo. Yeah, i-manifest natin yan, Ma'am Ems. Ibato natin yan yeah. sa universe. So, uh, this is another wild ano nga, vision or dream na sana lang may company na mag-offer na sabihin, okay, we'll only get OFWs as a people in my company. Parang gano'n, no? Ah, so, yes. employee niya. Diba, no? Parang ang ganda na, upon employment, hindi ka matatakot na uuwi kasi pag uwi ko, ah, pwede ako mag-work sa SM. Ah, kukun, i-absorb ako ni Ayala. I-absorb ako ng ganyan. Depende nga sa skills. Kasi, alam mo, like, again, ang point of reference ko lagi is Korea. Nung nagsimula yung reintegration program, the Korean government is also generous. The Korean government, through the labor office, gives free trainings. Like, for example, yung backhoe operation, may mga barista training, etc. Yun yung parang ang golden is so that when you go back to your country, you have a skill. That's your investment. Right. No? You are trained here so that when you go back home, pwede kan, you can start with your own uh, job or your own business, etc. Because you already have the skill. So yun yung dapat gamitin nila pagbalik dito sa Philippines. And you can just imagine, no? kunyari, a construction company, no? na kukuha ng isang OFW na nagkaroon ng certificate on backhoe operation, naman, hindi ko alam yung, yung track, ganyan-ganyan. Eh, di kunin mo na lang iba yung skill, no? Or yung kunyari yung mga RTW companies here in the Philippines and trabaho mo naman abroad ay tagatahi ka ng mga uh, RTW. So, mm-hmm. you already have that skill. Sana magkaroon ng gano'ng matching, no? Correct. No? Na, oo, na nandun pa lang, meron nang ma-absorb ka na dito kasi merong partnership. Sa academe kasi meron tayong tinatawag na academe industry partnership or linkage. Sana ganun din, no? May company to company linkage so that, no? Absorb ka agad. So you don't have any fear of coming back home because you have a source of income. Ang ganda nung model na ganun na napaplug kaagad ng resources mo, ng human resources coming home kung ano yung kinakailangan ng industry dito sa Pilipinas. And linkage, that's a very good word to put it. Linkage and matching. Uh, ako, and partnerships. Ma'am Ems, ang dami ko natututunan. Thank you so much for sharing your your ideas and your insights. Uh, we still have a few more. I have a few more questions for you. Kasi ito nga, speaking of uh, the private sector or the general public, kung paano tayo makakatulong. Um, ano pa yung, um, ito, kasi in, in this day and age too, no, um, pag pinag-usapan na natin yung present time, it's hard not to acknowledge the current pandemic because it's a world health problem, um, COVID-19 and how it affected everybody. But specifically, how do you think the COVID-19 pandemic affected OFWs, not just in South Korea where you where you gained a lot more of, uh, a lot of your experience, uh, but in the world over? Paano mo, ano sa palagay mo yung, yung, ano niya, yung gravity ng situation towards the OFWs now? Well, basically, ang talagang number one impact is financial. Because a lot of our OFWs abroad also lost their jobs. No? So, that will affect now the families back here in the Philippines kasi wala namang remittance. Well, worst is, yung mga naabutan ng lockdown dito sa Philippines who cannot go back anymore to their uh, jobs abroad because of the lockdown. So that's number one, financial. Ang laki-laki ng impact. In fact, in a recent study made by the World Bank, no, malaking parang around the more than 50% yata. No, I'm not so sure. No, 
yung, yung decline ng ating remittances, ng rate ng remittances. And it's because of the pandemic, no? Yung iba naman nag-TTS, naghihintay baka sakali, no? Pero yun nga, may mga may mga in between na yan na paghihiram, ganyan so that they could send uh, some money, no, to their families here in the Philippines. And that's one. Number two, ito talagang global ang effect ng pandemic sa psycho-emotional well-being ng ating mga OFWs. That's why uh, last year around October, no, some of my friends na leaders ng Filipino communities abroad, no, they contacted me. No, sabi, Ma'am Ims, pwede bang tulungan mo kami bigyan ng well-being seminar? No, or men- it, uh, it started with, uh, uh, ang tawag mo dito, uh, mental health seminar. Oo. Kung parang ayoko, ganun yun. Kasi I would like it to be holistic. Tsaka, Ayoko ng one time lang, no? So, what we did actually, no? Is, kasi, tumaas yung rate. Alam mo naman ang Korea, mataas ang rate ng suicide. Pero not hmm. with the overseas uh, workers. Pero this time, medyo tumaas ang sa Filipinos. And oh, with wow. that, we did a, we a survey. We did a survey. And it came out in the survey na yun nga, because of this pandemic, nagkaroon ng anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. of course, self-diagnosed depression, etc. So from there, we came up, we designed a program. It's a wellness, pro- well-being program, actually. Hindi siya wellness. It's a well-being program that is geared towards addressing their physical, emotional, psychological, social, spiritual, and financial. Kasi yung kanilang anxiety, nag-uugat siya sa financial. Eh. Kasi walang maipadala. So, yung pamilya sa Philippines, nagihirap din. So, it causes some anxiety to them. So, doon nagmumula. No? So, yun yon yung aspects, five or six aspects, no? yun yung ina-address ng program na yun. And we already did some kind of a trainer's training. So, may mga na-train na kami na naka-first round na sila, na sila naman yung nagbigay. Of course, alalay pa din kami. Pero sila yung nagbigay ng training naman doon sa Filipinos na asawa ng mga Koreans. Kasi sila then they're going through some difficulties then because of this pandemic like their husband no nawalan ng trabaho sila nawalan ng trabaho etc so parang it really boils down to financial mm. and yung well-being ng mga Filipinos abroad so yung mga binibigay na tulong kunyari ng gobyerno like OWA may mga uh, financial assistance silang binibigay nakakatulong yon for for the time being. Mm-mm. Pero hindi siya yung long term. no? So, we believe na this program that we have launched in South Korea, pag na, pag na perfect yung model, I think can be adopted in other countries where Filipinos are. Like, one of my friends in Italy, kasi grabe yung Italy. Oo, oh, sobra. Oh, cases so, nila, so, Ma'am Ems. Yes, maraming cases nila, no? Na hindi, uh, for quite uh, some time, mga ilang months, almost a year, yung iba walang trabaho. At gano'n na rin yung nagiging effect sa kanila. So sabi ng friend ko, uy, baka pwede naman, no? O oh, pwede naman. Although, may mga ibang, like in private sector, na sinasabi mo kanina, there are other private sectors, like Ugat Foundation, no? That's mm-hmm. from Ateneo. For us offering uh, counseling. Ito naman ay counseling. Sa amin is, hindi masyado on counseling, but capacitating them, no? Giving them skills, teaching them skills of how to cope no with the challenges of this pandemic with financial mental emotional ano spiritual whatever no right so yun sobra talaga no in fact right now i also have students no dito sa UP Manila in the graduate school na uh, 
OFWD ng magulang, hindi na nakabalik. So, the burden is on him now, being the eldest in the family, yung financial uh, burden nasa kanto. So, siya din ngayon hirap. So, alam mo yung parang cycle na nahirapan yung abroad, abroad yung family members, sila din mismo affected. Oo, eh. Nap- napilayan so, yung family unit. Exactly. Being an OFW is hard, especially reaching out to your loved ones, right? Madaming ang messaging apps, pero minsan, mahirap makakonek sa Pinas. And with the sky-high international call rates, it's so expensive to call using line. Buti na lang, there's the free B app. With its free B calls feature, you can stay connected with your family at home. And the best part? Kahit wala silang internet, you can stay connected. Daanin sa Descarte ang pakikipag-usap with your loved ones. So what are you waiting for? Download the free B app. Descarteng Pinoy, Descarteng Freebie. Available in Google Play Store and App Store. Now let's move on to some inspirational stories, Ma'am M. And I'm sure marami ka rin um, ma-share ma- sa amin about this one. Now from stories of struggles kanina when we were starting our our chat, our interview, um, you spoke about uh, or you told us stories about the challenges and the struggles of OFWs and what that causes or ano yung, ano yung naging effect non to the family unit. Um, now let's talk about uh, yung ano naman, OFW communities and members helping each other out. Let's highlight mm. some of these stories. What's the most heartwarming story that uh, you've ever heard or you have experienced yourself na pwede mong maikwento sa amin? Mm, sure. Heartwarming stories also related to the struggles na kinuwento ko kanina of uh, living at the Filipino Center 24/7. The Filipino Migrant Center is a halfway shelter, no. Pero ang heartwarming doon is doon mo na witness yung generosity of people, especially yun, Filipinos basically, because even though they're very uh, tired, no, from mm. their jobs, like uh, some of them work in factories na 24 hours ang trabaho, but on Sundays they really spend time volunteering, like they come to the Philippine Center to prepare food. No, for everyone, no, ang mga kawa namin ang lalaki, no. And then if there's somebody in need, talagang they will never hesitate to give a help, no, to lend a helping hand. Not only with the Filipinos there, but even to the Filipinos here in the Philippines, like for example, for a calamities, no. If there's typhoon, there's earthquake, napakadaling mag-raise ng funds, mm-hmm. no. In fact, there was a time na we adopted a school in Quezon, in Nakar, Quezon. We uh we uh, supported from the Filipinos themselves. Ha? They they make pledges sila, no? every Oo. every payday sila, no? they are giving a certain amount for the scholarship program. We were able to graduate around fifty high school students in Nakar. These are the victims of. Uh, ko na maalala ko anong typo, no? but way, way sa dinamin ng bagyo natin. Kasi dinami ng bagyo natin, no? like sa Ondoy, no? they, they, they are very generous. So doon mo naman makikita talaga na ang Pinoy abroad, kahit na kaunti yung kinikita, kahit na pang pamilya na yan yung budget nila, they will still share. So that's really very heartwarming. No? Ano pa, we get walang, ano, walang status symbol. Pare-parehas kami, pantay-pantay kami, oh. factory worker ka, professional ka. No? And that's how I learned to deal with different types of people talaga. 
na ako naman, for me, ano ang, ano, parang success story ko doon is, I learned a lot from them. You know, it's really, if you're open to learning from ordinary people, you get to learn life. Na, ah, ganun pala. Ang dami mong matututunan sa kanila. So, invest na sila yung matututo sa'yo. Ikaw ang ma- matututo sa kanila. No? So, yun, bumubukal ang generosity ng mga Pilipinos abroad. So, yun, very heartwarming. Parang hindi ka, hindi ka magdadalawang isip na humingi ng tulong kasi nandyan na kaagad yung tulong na ibibigay nila sa'yo. Nakakatuwa Ayun. naman. So, uh, I guess the sense of community and uh, being neighborly uh, naka-ingain yeah. din sa atin yun eh. Which also brings me That's to my, my next question naman being eto na pag-usapan na natin yung mga virtues ng uh, Pilipino or OFWs. Uh, the term being uh, the word bagong bayani has also been used for as long as I can remember. My dad was also an OFW for a time. And naalala ko yun eh, as, as a kid, uh, in my very, um, uh, kumbaga, in my uh, young mind and young ears, naririnig ko na yung bagong bayani na yan. Uh, but I want to ask you, why do you think OFWs are being called bagong bayani? Yes, OFWs are called bagong bayani, first and foremost, because they're bayanis to their family. Uh-oh. Kasi that's a very hero- heroic ano, act or decision to leave your family behind. No? And alam mo namang sila yung hugot mo, eh. your family is your strength, and yet, no, it's also because of them that you are leaving the country. Mm-hmm. So, they're heroes in that sense. They're heroes to their family members. Number two, yes, they are heroes to the country because they bring in remittances. No? They're helping the country no? financially or economically. And, eh, di ba, laki-laki nga ng tulong ng OFWs. Kaya nga, ako naniniwala din ako na because of that, they also deserve a fair treatment. No? na oh, kasi maraming mga issues ngayon eh mga taxes yung mga mm-hmm. ano ba yun mga PhilHealth mga ganyan ang dami ang dami oo no, malaking malaking usapin yan pero ayokong I don't want to dwell on that so heroes sila for the country because we are OFWs are bringing tons of pesoses no, to the country no, or dollars no, to the country at syempre heroes sila alam mo kung bakit because we are uh, sharing our culture and our tradition to Philippine, uh, no, no, to, to uh, other nationals wherever we are all over the world. No? So, yun yung, yung kultura natin, eh, yung tradition natin, ang sinishare natin. Kaya nga, kilalang kilalang mga Pilipinos abroad. Mm-hmm. Ay, ang mga, yeah, ang mga Pilipinos abroad. Kaya siguro din, ang pakiusap ko sa mga kababayan, pakita natin yung the best natin. Uh-oh. Para dun tayo makilala. Uh-huh. No? Pero in that way, sa akin, hero ka din eh. Kasi imagine, no? very heroic yung inalaga- inaalagaan mo ay hindi mo nga anak, pero naituturo mo sa inaalagaan ng bata yung kultura natin Pilipino. Kaya mm-hmm. nga, mahal na mahal nila. Nila mga yaya, mga ganyan, house, help, house helpers, ganyan. So yon in that three aspects sa tingin ko, talagang rightfully, we deserve, no? the title Bagong Bayani. Amen no? to that. And Thank you, Ma'am sure. Ems. Yeah. <laughs> and now that, you yeah. know, now that uh, we've talked about how Bagong Bayani, well-deserved naman talaga mga OFWs uh, with that title, um, allow me to shift a little bit to a different but related topic pa rin to, Ma'am Ems, mm-hmm. and for our listeners on the pod. 
it's great that OFWs are contributing a lot to the country. Nasabi mo nga kanina, financially, economically, through remittances and the uh, sharing of the, the culture and the values to other nationals, saan man sila sa mundo. Um, but I want to ask you, I want to pick your brains. Do you think it would be better to keep our homegrown talents inside the country? Or nandun ka ba sa it's okay or it's possibly even better to encourage Filipinos to work abroad? Well, ideally, yes, no, to keep our talents here in the Philippines so that they also serve our country. Pero the reality nga is hindi naman ganun yung nangyayari. So ako, ang, ang stand ko dyan is it's okay to allow our uh, talents to go abroad to learn to be enriched no from the technology the no, knowledge education etc that other countries can offer Mm-mm. but now but they should not forget also to come back home because this is our home and to share and to make good use of everything that they have learned from other countries no siguro ako yung ako bilang isang sabihin ko ng ehemplo no ako din noon alam mo ang laki ng temptation to stay there in fact when i applied in UPLB one of the questions during the interview was are you sure bakit babalik ka pa diba so Yes, ma'am. Are you sure? This is how much you will be getting here and this is how much you're getting there. Are you sure? Sabi ko, yes. Why? Again, no? Napaka, again, heroic answer, no? Parang napaka masayani. Pero I think that's it, no? And I'm happy with sharing, no? The things that I've learned from abroad. Tapos sa university ko ngayon, from both in UPLB, UPOU, and UP Manila, na yung linkages, partnerships, ganyan. These are the things that I learned there. Pero ito ngayon, yung puhunan ko ngayon to link my university or my college with the other universities abroad na na-network ko na. Mm-hmm. Ibig sabihin, ano yan eh, come home because we need you here. Isa siguro yan sa kailangang ma-ingrain din sa isip natin. Like for example, mga estudyante, they go abroad for scholarships. Like in South Korea, there are more than 500 uh, Filipino scholars going there. So ang lagi kong sinasabi is, okay lang yan. If you have that experience of working here, so be it. Uh-oh. Enrich yourself. You, you learn. But do not ever forget that your country needs you. So time will come, supposedly, na babalik ka. Pero it's another thing if ang long-term goal mo talaga is permanent migration. Mm-mm. Ang sa akin naman, I don't discourage. No? I don't discourage it because future niyo yan eh. Pero ang akin lang is where you can bring your family with you. Like for example, you go to Australia, you go to Canada, na very open ang migration, family migration, ipupush pa kita. Sige. No? Kasi kukonsulta na sana ako sa'yo, Ma'am MC. Ngayon na ngayon na. <laughs> okay. But you were saying, no, so you, were you, saying you would encourage. Yeah. Yeah, I would encourage it kasi kung doon mo talaga mabibigyan ng magandang future yung mga anak mo, yung pamilya mo. But, kailangan ipakita iparamdam mo rin sa kanila ituro mo din yung Pilipi, yung pagiging Pilipino mo but so that eventually baka naman no eventually baka naman ma-realize ng mga anak mo mga apo mo na I'd rather go back to the Philippines because uh, I I can share no yung the things that I've learned pwedeng ganon no so it's not actually encouraged 
if the opportunity is there, why not? Mm-hmm. No? Pero ako, I would uh, motivate no, people who are abroad to please come back. Lalo kung nag-aral ka doon, no, naging scholar ka doon, kasi Uh-oh. malaking bagay yung natutunan mo doon at dalhin mo dito sa Pilipinas. Yun. And I, I love how you're being so fair to both you alam mo yon to both sides of the of the coin kumbaga now mom ems ito another controversial question as we wind down how long should one work abroad now let me give you a bit of a context here ah. um i say controversial mm-hmm. siyang tanong kasi there are many schools of thought when it comes to this uh, there are those who say na trabaho lang naman yung ipupunta mo abroad depending ako ano yung goal mo hanggang makaipon tapos babalik na daw ng pilipinas but there are those who eventually settle in the new uh, uh, new country like you mentioned uh, baka nga naman kasi ang plano mo is to migrate or stay there for extended periods of time. So, I want to get your take on this. Do you think it's there or there is a recommended period of time as far as working abroad is concerned or babalik ba tayo dun sa goals? Mm-mm. Yes, no, that's a good question kasi you're right, no. Kailangan mong balikan yung goal mo. Kasi nakaka naka naka-anchor, no. Your 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 stay or length of stay in a particular country or abroad also depends on the plans that you have set or the goals that you have set right from the very start. No? So, for example, now if your plan to stay abroad is like five years, so your your goal should be just within that five-year period. But the problem, sabi ko nga kanina, the problem is we do not set our goals from the very beginning. So, the only solution is to extend and extend and extend and extend. And therefore, we are having what we call the cycle of migration. Kasi yung bahay hindi pa natapos, so mag-extend ako. Eh kaso nga, yung goal mo, hindi mo nakita ulit na nag-extend ka rin ng goal mo. So yung bahay mo, nadagdagan ng sasakyan. And tapos na yung contract, hindi ka pa tapos sa sasakyan. So ang nangyayari ganito, ito, I, uh, I, I also share this to the children of OFWs na it's good no, for you to say na, ah, when I graduate, I will also go abroad. Mm. Because my parents mm-hmm. gave me the best education that I deserve because they are abroad. There's nothing wrong with that. But the cycle has to stop somewhere. Ano yun? Kasi unconsciously, we are teach, if you are an OFW, we are teaching our children na, okay, if you graduate, no, bupunta ka na ulit, punta ka na dito. Para makauwi naman ako, ako naman na magpapahinga. <laughs> so, nagiging cycle siya. So, yung talino na nakuha nila dito sa bansa natin, hindi rin talaga nila nagagamit. Mm-mm. So, yun. Mm-hmm. Yun ang problema doon. Kaya, yung yung length, again, as I said, depends on your dream or your your strategic plan or goal for yourself and for your family. It's another case, as I earlier mentioned, if your goal is really for permanent migration that you eventually, you will bring with you your family. There's nothing wrong with that. Kasi ako naman, I'm really very concerned about the the the, the unity in the family. Correct. Na kahit nasaan kayong bansa, for as long as you are together. But, but, this is also a phenomenon that I heard from a friend, no? Like, a lot of Filipinos, no, who went to Canada were from South Korea. Ito yung mga TNT na nag-open ng Canada. Sobrang luwag. So, lahat sila nakapunta sa Canada. Now, what they dreamt about was to bring their families from the Philippines directly there. So, nakuha na nila. Sabi ng isang friend ko, alam mo, Ems, nakakalungkot. Kasi, ang nagiging phenomenon naman ngayon is once they are there, because they're too busy with work, everything is taxed. Mm-mm. No, yung mga anak nag-trabaho. In other words, 
the time that they were longing for to be with each other, nawala din because they're busy with work. Right. So again, planning na naman. So when you are here, when we are together, no, anong gagawin natin? Who is going to work in this time and this? Lahat yun. No? Kailangan it's a family event that all of them have to decide upon. It, Mom Ems, um, I'm so fortunate to be um, at the end, in my position now, asking you these questions and receiving all of this, yung explanation and how you're able to expound yung mga OFW scenarios. Kasi totoo talaga, lahat ng nabanggit mo dito, validation ng ako personally as an OFW understanding ko or siguro just a, a view of uh, yung minimal na view ko kung ano yung nangyayari din sa ibang bansa uh, as far as the OFWs and, uh, are concerned. So I'm very fortunate. Maraming maraming salamat po sa, sa inyong uh, insight and for answering our controversial questions as well and for sharing your your knowledge. Um, Ma'am Ems, we are now da- down to our last few questions. Here's one. Not everybody, alam naman natin, uh, is cut for hashtag buhay, buhay OFW. Hindi lahat. Pang, pang OFW. Um, but ano yung mga tough questions na kailangan nating itanong uh, sa mga sarili natin? Or sabi mo nga, family event ang planning na ganito kapag may paalis na OFW sa pamilya or wanting to be an OFW uh, para lang malaman natin whether they can handle the stress of the life that comes living and working abroad. Ano ba yung mga tanong natin dapat sa sarili natin? Mm-mm. Well, of course, yung basic question na uh, I am in am I in touch with who I am? Importante yun. That you are in touch with who you are. Buo yung pagkatao mo. Very basic yun. Because when you are abroad, you will be encountering anong tawag ito? So many challenges. Temptations. Na Exactly, no? That will test yung pagkatao mo. No? You will be overwhelmed by consumerism kasi you have the power to, to spend. May pera kayo, Opo. no? Yeah, temptation of yun nga, relationships. Temptation of, yung, yung, you will have to uh, see na ito pala yung comfort zone ko. Ang sarap pala, no? Naka-aircon ka, sa ganda-ganda ng bahay mo. Punta ka sa beach, kain ka sa, sa Pilipinas. Hindi ko, hindi ko magagawa to. Yun. So, basic talaga na may panghahawakan kang pagkatao mo. Kasi it's either you make or break who you are, your personality when you are abroad. Kung mahina-hina ka, just ko, Mm-mm. no? <laughs> Nag-agree ako talaga, Ma'am Hebs. Tama yan. Temptation oh, yeah. ng mga, yan, technology na yan. Parang, ah, I need this. Ay, lahat na lang need mo. No? By the time you know it, ah, yung credit card mo, nako, swipe ka na ng swipe. Alam mo yon. So, be in touch with who you are. What do I want? No? What do I want to achieve? Why am I going abroad? Una si OFW muna. And then, kapag na-resolve na yung kaya ko to. Kaya ko ang lungkot, kaya ko ang ganyan. The next thing is the family. Dito kasi pumapasok yung usapan na, uy, pag nalulungkot ako, tatawag ako ha. Basic yon. Alam mo kung bakit may mga OFWs abroad na, dok naman nung una, nung kararating ko lang, oh, ano, kumusta ko ha? Kumain ka na ba? Aba, ngayon? Oh, kulang pa. Kailang ka ulit? Nagbabago ang lahat. Yeah. So, kung ikaw si OFW, hindi ka rin mahi- marupok. No? Mm-hmm. Marupok ka din. <laughs> Narinig ko na yan, Alam, na yan marupok. Kasi, 
masisira talaga lahat. Masisira talaga lahat ng plano. no Para alam mo yun, yung utak mo pumunta sa talampakan mo. <laughs> Kahit anong usap mo na kuya naman, isipin mo, sa dinami-dami ng pumila sa POEA, ngayong kapag... Wala na. Hindi na makakapag-isip. So, for me, that's very, very important. Get in touch with who you are. no uh, Dapat grounded ka lagi on your goals, on your vision of yourself, of your family. Ano pa? Yun, managing your life abroad. That's very, very important. Kasi madali kang, kapag you're not in touch with your who you are, your personality, madali kang masway. Eh. Bisyo dito, inom do. Eh, di ba? Yung mga nangyayari dito, nangyayari din abroad, may sabong, may tongits, Totoo. may sugan. <laughs> Lahat pwede rin online yan. <laughs> oh, correct! O, di ba? Eh, madiskarte nga daw mga Pilipino. Isa kung mahina ka talaga, lalo kung wala kang support system. Kaya yan, isa pa yan. When you're abroad, it's important that you have a support system. You have a community. It's either a church-based organization or yung organization. Na malakas naman tayo mga Pilipino dun, yung mga sabat, samahang Batanggen, yung samahang Ilocano, samahang... Iba-iba yan eh. So, kailangan natin ng support. Kasi kakailanganin talaga natin pag tayo malungkot, pag tayo may problema. No? Yun. Mm-hmm. Thank you so I much, Mom James. Yes, you did. And it's uh, true to form talagang ito lahat na uh, I'm, I'm absorbing all of your advice. And I hope our listeners on the pod today, is they're also uh, learning from our conversation. Finally, Mom Ems, before we let you go, ano po yung main takeaway that you would want our listeners on the pod uh, na kanilang ma, ma, ano, ma, makuha sa ating uh, conversation today. What do you want our listeners to get from from uh, our episode? Yeah. So to all the listeners, no, these are the uh, things that I'd like to leave. No? Na pag-isipan ninyo, number one is going abroad is not easy. And the family left behind, we call them the families left behind, no? It's not also easy. So lahat tayo may kanya-kanyang pagdadaanan kapag ang isang miyembro ng pamilya ay nasa abroad. So it's not easy. And therefore, we really have to talk about our plans. This is a family matter. It's not be- just between you and your partner. No. Your children are involved. Mga bata pa yan or may mga isip na yan, they're involved. In fact, kung palalakihin pa natin kasi nga nag-a-adapt tayo ng pamilya ng magulang natin, mga kapatid, kung kailangan i-involve sila sa decision-making process, they should be involved. So that when you are there, you're focused on your jobs, you're focused on your work, si family left behind naman then they're also focused in what they're supposed to do. So it's it's lesser stress. Walang conflicts. No? Mm-hmm. And therefore, pag-uwi mo, buo pa rin. Buo pa rin yung pamilya. Kasi ba saklap na hindi na buo? No? That's one. And then, another thing is pag-isipan ninyo yung goals ninyo. Come up with realistic goals, no? Kung kailangan ng mag-workshop kayo, na, and I advise that. Minsan, bin- sinasabi ko, huwag lang yung plano na suntok sa buwan na, ah, pag ako sumeldo ganito, ah, ganito. Hindi, isulat mo. Isulat mo. Lagyan mo ng time frame, no? Lagyan mo ng karapata, ang karampatang uh, budget, magkano ang gagasto si Niineng, no? Sa pagpasok niya, si Tutoy, magkano ba? Kasi minsan, Pag walang figures yan, parang ang dali-dali. Pero pag tinotal mo na sa isang taon, ang laki-laki pala, kaya ba ng sweldo mo? Diba? So you really have to come up with realistic goals, realistic plans. no? And last thing uh, is yung sana, yung mga families na naiwan dito sa Pilipinas, huwag naman kayong magtatampo. 
Huwag na nung sumama ang loob kapag kayo ay hindi binigyan ng family member natin who is abroad. Kasi hindi po madali, sabi ko nga, hindi po madali ang magtrabaho under the snow. Hindi po madali, ito naririnig ko sa mga uh, ano, OFWs, hindi madali ang magkudkod ng kubeta. Hmm. Hindi madali ang mag-dog seat, ang mag-cat seat. Hindi madali no, ang magtrabaho sa factory na yung iba napuputulan ng daliri, no? yung iba naghahalo ng ng semento or ng 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 met ng metal under the the cold of winter or under the heat of the sun hindi yes. po pinupulot ang so please manage your resources kaya nga ito ang itinuturo pa namin minsan is yung uh, anong tawag mo doon i forgot the, uh, the the term pero yung yung managing the resources that you have Stewardship yan. Stewardship. Stewardship, yes. Pahiram lang lahat, lahat yan dumadaan. If you don't manage it properly, napakadaling gumastos. Napakadali. No? So yun po, no, those are the things na gusto kong iwanan. No? I want you to reflect on those things and then be prepared, be ready for heartaches and heartbreaks in whatever form it may be. No? Because that's part of it. No? And reflect, we yeah. shall. Ma'am Ebs, naku, maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong time, sa energy, uh, sa advice, lahat ng uh, binigay niyo sa amin uh, dito sa episode natin on the pod, on the Great Connections podcast. Sana maulit muli in the future kung, <laughs> kung mapapaunlakan mo ulit kami uh, soon. And uh, we could not thank you enough talaga, Ma'am Ebs. Uh, and I'm sure our listeners have learned so much. Again, on the pod today, Professor Emily Dulig Dikulin, an OFW advocate. Babalik po kami. Maraming maraming salamat, Ma'am Ems. Salamat din. Are you a Filipino abroad who is missing home? Trust me, I get it. As an OFW myself, what I miss about the Philippines the most are the food, the people, and of course, the never-ending kwentuhan with the barkada. The times when we talk about the latest news and celebrity chismes. Those moments ang sarap balik-balikan. But guess what? Even though you're miles away from home, there's no reason for you to miss out on the latest news and chika in the Philippines. With the free B app. With the app's What's the Buzz feature, you can stay up to date with the current happenings from news and entertainment in the Philippines, as well as relevant topics such as OWA events, possible job opportunities, and investments. Discarte lang yan. Freebie. Discarting Pinoy. Discarting Freebie. Download now. From my conversation with Professor Emily or Ma'am Ems, I realized that whether one or both parents decide to become OFWs, it is highly important to discuss and talk amongst family members yung significant impact, the changes, and the shift in roles it will bring to the family unit. Everyone must chip in, so to speak, and contribute to make sure the family remains intact. Moving to another country for work may seem like just one person going away, but really, it will take the collective strength and effort of the whole family to turn it into a successful endeavor in the long run. As evident in so many of Ma'am Am's anecdotes, choosing to becoming an OFW means planning ahead, setting clear, realistic goals, and staying connected. We dropped so many golden nuggets of wisdom and information from our first episode. We hope you guys were able to get all of them. And don't worry, you can always replay this episode wherever and whenever you want. 
Make sure to join us on the next episode as we talk about managing your finances with financial guru and content creator, Fitz Villafuerte. We hope through this podcast, you are more informed, empowered, connected, and most of all, get a lot of ideas on how to be madiscarte. My name is Chloe, and this has been episode one of the Great Connections podcast. See you in the next episode. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. <laughs>